Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash thelapse. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thelapse. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lapse Storytelling Podcast, where we tell true stories gussied up. I'm your host, Kyle Jest, and today we've got a story about mismatches. When you're a kid, your parents are infallible. If you're told that up is now down, that's not just fact. That's law. Get used to it. As we get older, we realize our parents are just people, and some people have problems. Linda's parents were some of those people. So I'm calling this one Odd Couple. Here it comes. This is The Lapse. Three white pills. Two pink pills. Three white pills. Two pink pills. Seven-year-old Linda pulls at her mom's dress. Why are you taking so many pills? They're not vitamins. Hush now, Linda's mother says. Mommy just has a headache. Leave me alone. Calgary, 1976. He had a way, when he walked into a room, it was like, bam, Dieter's here. Dieter jokes and flirts with one of the girls. Tim and I, a hunting we went. We came across three squaws in a tent. I bucked one and Tim bucked two. I'm Suzanne, she says. He was still married at the time. And would be still, if not for one little bundle of reasons. She was the wild one, that mama mine. Swaddle the baby. Dieter's mother, Marta, gives the newlyweds a lesson. Back in the war, she was a midwife. But Suzanne's a little defiant. Why are you telling me that? Marta shoots Suzanne a very German look. I've raised 460 babies in a year. What have you done? You swaddle the baby because then the baby thinks that it's inside the womb. Dieter actually has seven children. One from his first marriage, two in his second, and four with Suzanne. How many did you take? Wake up! How many did you take? Linda bolts downstairs to her parents' bedroom. She says, Dad. Are you talking about the pills she took earlier? He grabs his daughter by the shoulders. How many did she take? I don't know. She took three of these, and then two of these, and then three of these, and then two of these, and I can't remember. I can't keep track. I don't know what happened. Living on a farm leaves them almost an hour and a half from the nearest hospital, so Dieter pumps her stomach from home. <coughs> it works. <coughs> Given the cheating and the unplanned pregnancy, Linda's parents found matrimony a little quicker than anticipated. But Dieter had no idea Suzanne was like this. Suzanne's not well. She refuses to talk to a counselor. They had her on Prozac, and then she just stopped taking it. Linda arrives home from school the next day. But for a country farmhouse with four kids, it's quiet. I remember dropping my books at the front door and just running to the side of their bed and touching her hand, and it was cold, and it was clammy, and she was in shock. Linda's now all of eight years old. She walks up to her mom and she says, You know, Mom... Happiness isn't something that you find on the other side of the hill. The reason the grass there is greener is because the people there love each other and they work at it. It's not something that you can just think that it's just going to be better. And my dad started to cry, and he gave me a hug. I understood that my mom kept walking out, and it was really frustrating for me. Never understood until I was a grown-up that there was so much wisdom in what I said. We used to make them breakfast in bed, because there was four of us. It was the only time us kids ever got along, because the rest of the time we were always trying to beat each other up. Linda's first awake, so she heads down to the kitchen. We had these huge bay windows that looked out all over the farm. My dad was just standing there, and he's staring out these windows. For him to be up before we were on a Saturday morning to watch cartoons was pretty rare. She takes a seat beside her dad, but he doesn't look up. 
where's mom? And he said, I don't know, sweetie. I don't know. It's a whole week before anyone knows. Dieter gets a phone call. She had met a guy that had worked on our farm that happened to be an Aussie, and she, she had taken off in the middle of the night and flown to Australia. She missed my birthday that year because she was in Australia. It was constant. It was a matter of tension, no tension, separation. We're going to try and get back together. Tension, separation. And it, we just constantly lived like that. For some reason, we always got along when our mom wasn't in the picture. They weren't fighting, so we didn't feel the stress. So we just stopped fighting. And all of us kids would just get along. Either way, one thing's for sure. Something is wrong with mom. Mom and I used to make patterns. And I knew that my mom had Barbie patterns in this drawer. So I'm digging in the drawer and I find this big leather bag in the back. And I was like, oh, it must be in this one. And I picked it up and it was really heavy. And I opened it. And I found the revolver. Linda's now 12 years old. The kids live with Dieter on the farm while Suzanne lives in her own cabin across town. That said... It was their anniversary. So Dieter plans a visit. Linda's sister, Diana, tags along. Dad always had to go with one of his children to make sure that she was sane. So wherever he went, he made sure that it wasn't like a he said, she said. Diana got the short straw today and Diana had to go. Diana hangs out downstairs while her parents talk things over. But upstairs, their voices are getting louder. So Diana goes to check on them. And Diana was halfway up the staircase. Suzanne is pointing her revolver at Dieter. Dieter grabs Suzanne by the arm. He shoves her hand to the air. Then it pointed at Diana, and Diana dove down the stairs. The gun veers dangerously, left, then right. Finally, Dieter wrenches the gun away from her. Don't you dare take a step towards me. You have a six-foot-two man who is now 220 pounds holding a gun. But he still had the wherewithal to say, I'm not going to use it. But Suzanne looks strangely satisfied. The cabin was still being built, and there was a balcony on the other side. So Mom opened the door to where the balcony should have been, but there was no balcony yet, and jumped off. About six months go by. I was doing my grade seven homework, my science homework. Anybody else want to get that? Peter's about an hour or so into town with their housekeeper, so it's just the kids. Linda picks up. Hello? They're here. What's wrong? Listen to me, honey, carefully, okay? Your mom's on her way right now with a gun. And she's going to kill the four of you if you're there. You need to take... What? Listen, your mom's not well. You need to get to your sister's house, okay? Can you do that? Uh, yeah, she says. Yeah. Okay, good. We're on our way right now. I love you, honey. Stay safe. Together, the four of them sprint across the farmland. Their half-sister has a house on the other side of the property. We locked all the doors, which is rare because we live in the country and nobody ever did that. And I continued doing my grade seven science homework. And so, they wait. And it got late. Night fell, and Dad should have been home by now. A sense of dread closes in. What's going on here? Oh, it must be Dad. The car doesn't stop at their stepsister's house. He would have known to turn down the other driveway. He keeps going to their family house. And then they stopped and they turned around. And at that point, all of us kids were on the ground with our hands over our heads, like a bomb situation where we're like, somebody's going to shoot us, right? 
police, please open the door. And they asked to speak to my sister's husband, and they took my sister outside. But they put my sister in the back of the paddy wagon, and we're like, what's going on? Linda's brother spies out the back window. Hey, he says. Jan's crying. That's their half-sister's husband. Jan's crying. And I was like, that's not right. Why would he cry? So Linda peeks out the window. Now her sister's beside him. And they were both crying. After they've had a moment, they come back inside. Guys, we have something to tell you. And we stopped her and we said, we know. We had been prepared for this our entire life, that there was a matter of time before it was going to break and, and one of them was going to kill one of them. The cops came in and we said, well, aren't you going to charge her? Do you have her in custody? But the cop says, what? What are you talking about? Our mother, she says. Do you not know that she did this? I'm sorry, but your father, your father was in an accident. He died in a head-on collision. They hit black ice less than five miles from home and broke his neck. It was over. Within a week, moms moved back in, this time with their boyfriend. I think there's a, per- a certain time in your life where you just go through the paces, where you're just like, there's nothing I can do about this. And I just accept it. And my sister rebelled. Within the first year of my dad dying, my sister had gotten pregnant. It was weird growing up because we always said, one of us is gonna end up six feet under and the other one was gonna end up in jail for doing it. In trying to get closure from the only parent I have that is still alive, my mom doesn't really wanna talk about it. And when I do talk to her about it, I'm like, mom, do you remember that time you pointed a gun at Diana and dad? What is the rationale? And she goes, yeah, I can't believe that happened. I broke my favorite watch. That story again was shared by Linda Führhelm. I'm sorry, Linda, if I'm getting that pronunciation wrong. Uh, my German's not up to snuff. This episode is actually a bigger story than the one you just heard, and I think I actually have enough from my conversation with Linda that you might just see the other side of it. Linda's lived a heck of a life. Speaking of life, that reminds me I'm on vacation. I'll see you in three weeks with a brand new episode instead of our usual two. Worry not, we'll be back before you know it. Once again, for free audiobook and to support the show, think of it like a uh, donation that costs you nothing. Visit audibletrial.com slash the laps. My name is Kyle Jest, and this was The Laps. Thank you so much for listening.